Is your family a success? Is there even a measure for family success? We think there is, and with a 20-year track record of success, we're going to show you how to bless your family with success in your health, relationships, and finances. I'm Steve Keen, and I'm Katie Keen, and along with some awesome guests, we are going to give you our secrets to family success. Welcome to Family Success Secrets. Hey, everybody. We are back this week to talk to you about a topic that so many people are talking about lately. And, and experiencing. And something we all experience way too often, especially in our current culture. This is a topic that is, it runs rampant. So that topic is exhaustion. Exhaustion. Yes. I almost think that we've come as a culture to a point where we think it is normal, that it's part of our normal existence. And it's definitely something we need to be aware of and look into deeply because it shouldn't be part of our normal life. So we wanted to talk about today some of the ways, well, some of the reasons that exhaustion can happen, and then some of the things that we can do about it when we're experiencing it. We ourselves go through phases where we have to look more closely and investigate what is happening to us so that we can then try and pull up and out of it and take care of ourselves. So do you want to start? We're starting with imbalance. Because that's where a lot of families find themselves. And I've noticed that some people wear it like a badge of honor. Like, I'm working myself to death. Well, that's not really something to congratulate yourself on because, <laughs> you, well, the outcome is obvious. You don't want to do that. So in my experience in the Navy, we saw it all the time. And in fact, it really made the news a couple of years ago when out in the Pacific Theater, there was a couple ships two that had collisions at sea. And you're talking about guided missile uh, cruisers and destroyers. And I mean, there's no reason whatsoever why those ships should have a collision in open water the way that they did. And one of the things that they found is that it was due to crew exhaustion because you have the folks who are driving the ship at all hours of the day, they have a normal job, which takes them let's say it only took them eight hours a day, which I know is fictitious. It takes them more time to do that. But then scattered in there, they go to meeting after meeting to plan how they're gonna run their division, plan how they're gonna conduct training. They will have evaluation boards and things like that for qualifications. They have all kinds of meet, and it's just like a string of one after the other on top of their day job and then compound that with the fact that they usually have to stand at least four hours of watch every day at some point during the day. Sometimes it's after the end of a 12 or 16 or 18 hour day, and it just goes on like that. I experienced that myself on my last deployment where I, I literally didn't even unpack for the first three or four months. I was kind of living out of the bag. I didn't even have time to put this stuff away. I just left it in my duffel bag stuffed in a locker. And that's how it was. And 18 hour days, seven days a week were my standard. And it was tough. I'll give you that. And so that is one of the things that they cited as the reasons behind those collisions is that the crew was exhausted and people at very senior levels of leadership in that theater were relieved of their jobs. And I mean, that's a pretty high place to fall from 
because of something that was happening out on the ship. Now, it's not that particular ship had problems. Is That is pervasive. It is systemic throughout the Navy, probably throughout all of the DOD, probably throughout a lot of corporate culture as well. And it's also pervasive in homes with families who are trying to do so many things at once. So you have your normal job, you have taking care of children, trying to take care of the home, trying to do, now that things are starting to open back up, you'll see all of the practices and performances and stuff like that are all starting to get back in there. And people don't have the time to rest and unwind. Their brains never get a break because they're always holding an electronic device, a phone of some sort in their hands. They never put that stuff down. They're always available to everyone 24 hours a day, seven days a week, at least while they're awake. And as a result, they don't sleep well on top of that. So you can see all that stuff is really bearing down and it's causing problems. Mm -hmm. And some people thrive on it. And I would say that there are a few people who actually can thrive on that type of stuff for everyone else. It's just going to wear you out. So one of the things that you can do at home to improve your work-life balance is to have things scheduled and apportioned to all the family members so that everyone shares the load. And we do this in our home. We do it with every kid in the house, regardless of their age. In our home, all of the kids are above the age of six. So it's easy to say, all right, even to a six-year-old, this is your assignment. You're responsible for these things. And it's not just like you say it and forget it and expect it to get done. You have to be very diligent about it. You have to say, here's a chart. This chart says, here are all the things that you have to do. We have to check it. We have to go and inspect the work. We have to make sure that they've done a good job. A kid can do that. In addition to their schoolwork, their learning, they can do work around the house, even at a six-year-old level. Even younger than that. Mm, Absolutely. It's it's not just age, but also ability dependent. But a kid can get in there and do that type of stuff. They can help clearing the table. Mm -hmm. They can help bringing laundry, folding laundry. They can help making up their bed. It doesn't matter if they're a little kid like that. They can do any of those things. And so moms and dads shouldn't feel like they have to do it all themselves because their kids are too young. Don't raise entitled children by doing everything for them. Teach them how to do things for themselves and it will pay dividends immediately because you'll be able to shed some of that load and focus on the things that are more important that you really need to be able to do. And it will teach them self-confidence. It will build character. They'll learn actual skills and it will help them in the home as they grow and as they get ready to go off because we teach this exact thing in our program. When they go off to that first job, to join the military, to go to college, whatever it is going to be, having done this all throughout their childhood and growing up in their young adult years, they will be self-confident. They will be able to depend upon themselves. They will have skills. They will build some amount of financial literacy, and they will have a good work ethic so that when they get out and they have to provide for themselves, it won't be a foreign concept to them right? You don't want that then. And it starts by fixing that now. And we can show you how to do that inside of our program in a far more thorough way than what I just explained. Yeah. A lot more <laughs> detailed, a lot more implementation, yeah. a lot but more you guidance. get the idea, right? You get the idea that can be done. That's all I want to lay the foundation for right now. Yeah. That can be done.
you can do it. So we noticed that a lot of parents feel exhausted because just like Steve said, they're not looking at that proper balance. And inside the home, I remember the years where I would not sit down from the moment I got up from, you know, in the morning from bed until I literally laid back down again that night. And I remember just how exhausting that felt. And I remember how overwhelmed I felt. And interestingly, we hit a point where I ended up very sick and it was not a good thing. I didn't think, (laughs) but it had really interesting results because I ended up too sick to do all of my normal jobs. I was capable of doing some bare minimums, but we had to really figure out what those bare minimums would be because with five children, two who had special needs, mom could not just be completely out of the game, but I couldn't get well if I continued to do the level of activity I had been doing. My life kind of looked like the owner and manager of a restaurant who was trying to do all the serving, all the dishes, (laughs) like all the cleanup, all the management, you know, and it wasn't working. I was exhausted, but still training the employees in what to do. It's just that I was never really letting them do it the way they needed to for a very long time. So this was, you know, in our process of learning how to efficiently run our home, it was a really strange blessing that I got very sick. (laughs) I would say that's strange. It was very strange. But I was forced to sit down individually with each of our children and say, what jobs can only mom do? Of all the jobs you see me do, could you please share with me what do you believe that only I can do, that daddy can't do, that you guys can't do. And I was shocked when I heard their answers because consistently they were coming up, even at all their different ages, teenagers down to the six-year-old, you know, or however old he was back then, little, they were coming up with the same jobs. It was very enlightening to me to see what really I couldn't see before. I guess we get into such a habit and a routine as parents of providing when they're little, when they're babies, that we almost forget that we have to shift out of that 100% caregiver role, not for us only, though it does help us with our exhaustion levels, but it's for them. Because once I said to them, all right, well, what would you like to, to fill in for? What would you like to do during this time while I'm recovering so that we can have the ability to keep functioning as a family. And it was fantastic to start seeing the result. You know, I would start hearing, mom, you've got to see how great this room looks. Look what I did. Mom, you've got to taste this meal. It's incredible. I can't believe I cooked it. And we, of course, now we had been giving them training in the kitchen for years. So this is not like kids who were untrained, but this is something that was one of the fruits of us having trained them. And then it was me being forced to let go and really give them the trust and the independence. And as a mom, it was very hard to get to that place. And I know from all the moms I've been listening to and seeing online and interacting with that this is a common problem for moms. It was interesting because as I got better and better, the children didn't they didn't give me all the jobs back. Their self-confidence had gotten to a point where, and their independence to a point where these are things they now own. Like they love to have the ability to do these jobs, to have the respect that comes with knowing how to do these things and serving their family and caring for other people 
in that way. And another side effect of that, besides again, our reduced exhaustion and their increased independence and self-confidence, but is that they learned a lot more about caregiving for others, which is a vital skill as adults. They have to understand how to take care of a spouse someday in that loving relationship and children. And if they've never learned how to give and how to care for others in a team way, they will be disadvantaged at the time that they do have to step into that role because they will have to learn from scratch versus it being something that's already more natural to them, something that was a part of their normal daily life. And so it won't be as big of a step for them to learn when the time comes. So it was a really strange way to learn that lesson, but we hope it can encourage you. Sometimes the exhaustion is not because of a work or home life imbalance. Sometimes there are other reasons that exhaustion can be happening. And we wanted to touch on those today too. We'll first start with the physical reasons. As many of you may know, and some of you do not know, I am absolutely fanatical about health and physical well-being because of all of our experiences with our children and with their special needs and all of the researching and exploration that we had to do. And then many of my own health challenges that I've had to research and work through over a number of years due to some exposures that I had through my life. So we are very sold out on how much our physical well-being impacts our life. And the feeling of exhaustion, the feeling of overwhelm can actually, even anxiety can actually be a physical response. So when you're not sure why you're feeling exhausted and you can't see a specific reason for imbalance, take a look at your labs, have your doctor check your thyroid. The thyroid can cause overweight, underweight. It can cause tiredness. It can cause inability to sleep. It can cause so many things. And often it's very difficult to diagnose it. Sometimes your labs might look like they're in a normal range when in actuality they're not. And you need someone to look a little closer and to dig a little deeper. So that is one of the first things that we might bring up for you to look at. If you do not feel right, if you feel exhausted, that you need to investigate. So I don't know exactly what today's numbers are, but I remember back at the time when our kids were being born that studies showed that there were nearly a hundred different chemicals and things that were in the blood of the umbilical cord of newborns. Now, they're not a minute old yet, hardly, right? And that's, there's already almost like a hundred different things that are already in their body that came from mom's body, from what she's absorbed over the course of her life. Right. And so it doesn't matter if you live in the most pristine environment, if you have a completely organic diet, if you've grown up in America, probably anywhere else, then your body is probably filled with toxins from the environment, what you breathed what you have absorbed, what you have ingested, right? Unknowingly, I'm sure, but it's in there and it is, I'm going to use the word again, pervasive, right? Everybody's body is laden laden with environmental toxins. And so whether you did it on purpose or not, they're there. Now compound that with the fact that people might work in a hazardous environment 
they may eat very poorly. And if you're not eating an organic diet, then you can rest assured that you are filling your body with processed foods that have unknown amounts of chemicals in them from what they were exposed to when they were growing. Okay, so I'll just leave it there for now. Your body's filled with it, right? Our bodies yes. are, or hopefully were, filled with it, and we're still in the pursuit of getting rid of that, right? Because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And as fast as you feel like you're getting it out, it's still coming back in to a degree. So the environmental toxins are definitely present without you doing anything to add to it intentionally. And different bodies will process them differently. So for example, Steve's body is able to process out toxins in a much more efficient way than mine. When we did our labs to investigate our specific levels of toxin and specific types of toxins in our bodies to see, because I was curious because I had been so sick, but he wasn't. And we've lived in all of the same places. We've eaten all of the same food for 20 years, except for those times when he was deployed. And so we needed to understand what was going on. And it is possible that you and your spouse or your children may be processing these things differently because we are each made very uniquely. So my bio individual person is different and functions differently than Steve's. So some of the toxins, just I'll go over a quick little highlighted list, not all encompassing, but toxic mold. Many of us live in humid climates. Many of us don't even realize that toxic mold exists. It's not really widely discussed, so it's finally becoming a bit more of a topic that you can learn about. So mold is something that can impact us and mimic many other diseases. There are things like toxins in our food from weed killers that are put on plants before they're harvested to pesticides to all sorts of other (laughs) very strange things that are added into processed foods. And those can get into our bodies and can get stuck in our waters. We need to be cautious that we use a very good filter. Us personally in our home, we use a Berkey filter. We are not paid to say that. We are saying that because we love you. (laughs) So there are many other good filters out there, but just be certain that you research them because not all filters are created equal. And then our air is another one. You can do something about that. Indoor air is often dirtier than outdoor air, surprisingly, but you can get high quality filters. We use UV filtration in our home with HEPA filters and that matters. And with our children who've had allergies, that's been a big deal. And with children with asthma. And then I want to point out cleaning products and body products, because those are some that we don't even think about. They're advertised as natural. We just want to smell good and feel good and have our house smell good. And unfortunately, what ends up happening is you're actually poisoning ourselves without realizing it. If you guys want to know more about very clean body products, very clean house products, or how to clean your house without toxins, please reach out to us. Again, we're not paid to advertise any of these items that we will tell you about. We will only tell you about what is used in our home, but we've had to do an extensive amount of research to learn these things. And there are um, ways to smell amazing and keep your house beautifully sparkling without the toxins. So we just wanted to highlight that. So when you have toxin exposure, what can happen, and if you are maybe experiencing anxiety and you don't know why, or depression and you don't know why, it can be that your toxin overload actually has put an imbalance into your neurotransmitters in your brain. And these regulate a lot of your chemicals in your body that help you feel a certain way or sleep a certain amount or just so many of our body processes. So that is something you can also have tested when you get your toxin load tested. So that's something that if you're feeling exhausted, if you're feeling anxiety, 
being, you know, anxious, if you're feeling sad and depressed and you just really don't know why, because your life is not imbalanced or you have no real reason, please look into this because there are physical reasons that we can have these symptoms. Another one would be that, again, we mentioned the bio-individuality. My body runs on different foods than Steve's to be efficient. We make sure that across the board, we eat very clean foods, but we have learned that I need to have a higher protein, higher clean, healthy fat diet, even than Steve. He can process more carbs and he's okay. I'm not. And so when you're looking at exhaustion and the reason that your body might not be feeling good, consider your fuel. If I were to go put standard fuel into our diesel engine vehicle, it would not work. It would ruin it. And that is very similar to our bodies. We process things differently because we're each unique individuals. There we are. Lack of exercise. So when I was on active duty and anybody who is, they'll know that the ability to do things, perform physically is a job requirement. Well, therefore, you would usually get time on the job to do physical training. I mean, you can't watch a military film or even a spoof of a military film without seeing people running in formation and doing some sort of exercise and stuff like that, which isn't <laughs> really true, true. <laughs> but that, that is the way it's portrayed. Yeah. And, you know, depending on the type of organization that you're in, it would be a part of your daily regimen at work. Well, the minute you get off of active duty and you join the corporate world, no one cares. Everybody mm-hmm. wants you to be happy and healthy, but do it on your own time, right? So that opportunity goes poof, and you're no longer given any time. You're not afforded that time to do it during the course of the day, which, okay, that's fine. You either have to do it before or after work, something like that. A lot of times, though, folks miss out on it because mm-hmm. there's just too much going on, right? And you got to figure out how to put that into your, right, into your day. So if you're not exercising, you're not working out, you're losing even just the ability to sweat to get those toxins out of your body. I mean, that's one avenue that it happens. I'm sure there's lots of other metabolic functions that are taking place to help to process those things out of your body. But at a minimum, you're not even doing the thing that is your built-in air conditioning, right? Sweating that helps to get those toxins out of your body. So exercising itself is key. It is. And it raises the endorphins in your brain so that it's actually as effective, especially if you get out into green, they call it green exercise. And our son actually did a paper on that for one of his high school (laughs) projects, but green exercise is as effective as an anxiety or antidepressant pill. So making sure that you do get some regular exercise and get it outside in the green spaces if you can, and then drink water, just like Steve mentioned with the sweating, pure water, like we mentioned, will really help to detoxify you and can give you a good boost and then help you see some maybe why are you feeling so exhausted. So there are also some mental reasons that we've already kind of touched on as far as why you might be feeling exhausted. Depression is one of those. So if the things we've talked about do not help you, definitely, of course, seek care. We will always recommend that you seek professional help. Yep. And, you know, do get some of those tests done. Self-care. That's another one that can lead to exhaustion is not doing self-care. And as parents who are busy, who are overwhelmed, we know personally the fight to find time for self-care. I mean, 
it can come down to having to find literally three minutes at a time for self-care. Sometimes that's like our walk to the end of the driveway with the trash cans and we'll take that time together or just a quick few minutes sitting on the porch to breathe deep and listen to the birds and look at the clouds and just re recalibrate. But we really do recommend that wherever possible, you find a way to do something that fills you up because exhaustion is real. Caregiver fatigue is real. As special needs parents, we know how real caregiver fatigue is. And as a parent, you are a caregiver. And so maybe you could spend a little time researching caregiver fatigue and see if you're hitting those points. Yeah. Yeah. Those markers and try to love yourself as a person, the way that you love your child as a person. Schedule time for you like you schedule time with your child. Well, work-life balance, we've touched on that. Mm-hmm. And we in fact, did an entire we episode. We did an entire podcast. I <laughs> uh, wish I could remember the number, which one it was, I'll tell you now. So go look at somewhere between one and 20. Go find it. You'll yeah. enjoy it. But the idea is, is true, nevertheless, even though it's in this podcast, right? Bringing your work home is not good for you. Okay. Having a device in your hands all the time, right? And people are getting touched with you by text, by email, by mm-hmm. phone in the evenings, on the weekends is depleting you. It is. Right. Because you never get a break from it. And I'm certain that if the roles were reversed, you know, the employer wouldn't have any of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So don't allow it to be flip flopped on you. And we don't care for it. You know, we hear parents say this all the time in a home where there is not a really good boundary set on device time. Parents don't like it when their kids are always on the phone. It doesn't feel good. It really interrupts your relationships. And I know for us, we find it to be very refreshing and renewing and rejuvenating when we put all the devices down and we go spend some time with our kids. I actually have to say one of my most favorite weekends that we spent recently was where we put all the phones away and we deep cleaned one and a half rooms in the house. (laughs) And it was just great because we were able to reconnect as a family. We had music going, we had good conversations happening. We made good food that day, you know, we, and it's just so refreshing. So Definitely, if you're not, if you're feeling exhausted, if you're feeling overwhelmed, see what you can do to just put down a really strong boundary and break whatever it is that's causing you that exhaustion and allow yourself to refuel and allow yourself to fill back up inside of yourself. So boundaries are something that can cause a lack of boundaries can also cause exhaustion. How many times are you struggling with saying no? How many people request things of you and you just feel like you're not allowed to say no? Are you overcommitted? This is a struggle for so many of us, especially those of us who just have that caregiving heart, who have that loving, compassionate spirit, and we don't want to say no. Or those of us that struggle with wanting to be liked, you don't want to say no. Someone might be offended. Someone might think you're, you know, a jerk or (laughs) think that you're selfish. And We have to encourage you to please look at your boundaries. And if you don't know how, there is a fantastic book called Boundaries. And there's a whole series, Boundaries for Kids, Boundaries in Marriage. You know, there's a whole series of books that really can teach you. And you can listen to it on audio if you're, you know, a learner who is better with, like, I don't have a lot of time. 
So I listen to things. It's really great because I can bring it with me. So listen to it if you need to on audio, but really investigate your boundaries Mm -hmm. and make sure that you're protecting your time for your family and that you're protecting your time to really renew and refresh. And the last one is who you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anything that you're exposed to, that includes stuff that you're watching, is also going to influence you Mm -hmm. as well. So if you're watching things, and this kind of goes back to the boundaries, things that are filling you with stress, or Mm -hmm. you're just watching it to the point where you're not getting a break, right? Then you're wearing yourself out that way. But those people that are in your life that are a stress or a strain to you are also depleting you. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're, they're not replenishing you. They're not, your time with them is not joyful. If that's the case, then you need to take a step back. So, Mm -hmm. okay. Is my relationship here costing me? You may have to set a boundary to take care of yourself, or you might need some time away to protect that relationship from being damaged. So there's things that you can do in that way. If the person or persons, a group that you're affiliated with is draining you or is just simply a bad influence on you, that could be draining to you as well. And so you want to be mindful and careful about who you're associating with because that can have an adverse effect on you as well mentally and physically and spiritually for that matter. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we work with our families on is really sorting out their balance, sorting out what things might be draining them, sorting out the big important things from the smaller things and how to make their schedule so that they can fit in self-care, so that they can fit in time with their family, so that they can find that work-life balance. And so if you want any individual help with that, we are here. And in the meantime, we just hope that we have encouraged you. We hope that you will find a resource if you are exhausted. We hope that maybe you can go get some of that testing if you find that maybe you think it's a physical reason. We hope and just really encourage you guys take care of you. You are worth it. (laughs) You guys are amazing. And we will be back with you again next week. Yeah. But in the meantime, if any of these things that we've talked about resonate with you, or you're just like, wow, that was really interesting. I don't think I got the full picture. I need some more information. Just get in touch with us yeah. and, and we'll point you in the right direction. Because oh. Katie knows like a billion different things about this subject and she can steer you in the right direction for better help. Now, if we're talking about things. If you're thinking about things and you're like, oh, mm, this might require professional help, mm-hmm. that's a different story. Yes. And we cannot help you there. But we do want to at least try and encourage you to seek professional help in that capacity, okay, for that problem. If it has something to do with boundaries or diet or mm-hmm. detoxification, exercise, hydration, any of that good stuff, then give Katie a holler. Yes, I'd love to support you. And I just realized I forgot to tell you guys how you can reach out to us. So I better do that quickly <laughs> before we go. You can find us on. On Facebook, we have a page called Family Success Secrets. We have a group we would love to have you join called Family Success Secrets. We are on Instagram at Family Success Secrets, and we have a newsletter. We do not spam because we do not have time. We will send out the occasional newsletter with some updates, some really good value, and some information on our more current podcasts at podcast.com familysuccesssecrets.com. And if you get on our newsletter and you would like to reach out to us by email, just hit the reply button and we will personally receive your email and we will personally respond back. So, all right. 
There you go, folks. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Right, Talk to you, you next, next week. Thanks for listening and spending time with us today. If you know anyone who could benefit from this podcast, we would be honored if you would share it. Please rate, review, subscribe, and download. Head over to podcast.familysuccesssecrets.com to have a top-rated family success secret sent straight to your inbox. We look forward to spending time with you again next week during our next episode. See you then. Bye, everyone.